Hello, it's Patricia again, welcoming you to episode 10 of the second series of the Haiku P podcast. It's absolutely chucking it down with rain here today, so you might be able to hear the pitter-patter of rain on the window above my head as I record this. Anyway, this week we're hearing Haiku and Senryu from some of our regular poets and some that are new to us. This time we've been writing on the topic of weeds, or as some of you have corrected me, wildflowers. All of you are very welcome. Thank you for joining me and if you're featured today, thank you so much for submitting your work. So where did this topic come from? Well, it's brought to you thanks to Maniko Takahashi and Jim Azevedo, who within a few days of one another sent me dandelion verses. They were so enjoyable, I thought, you know what, we'll talk about something that at least in my garden, gets a bad press. Weeds. And by the way, did you know that dandelions are a spring kigo in their own right? Anyway, thanks to Maniko and Jim for unwittingly suggesting the topic. And as usual, I'd like to start with work that I've been reading in other publications. These first two are from John Hawkhead. Dandelion seeds floating across the garden into the bean nets. That was first published in Presence magazine, issue 40. And this, which was published in Otata in 2017. Tumbleweed, rolling down the main street, the town drunk. Nice pivot there, don't you think? This next one, by Christopher Herald, was published in Full of Moonlight, Haiku Society of America 2016 Members Anthology. No more wishes, all the dandelion globes full of moonlight. And this, by Pamela A. Babushki, was the winner of the international section of the 21st Manichi Haiku Contest. Unfaithful husband, weeding the garden non-stop. I think this one also has a great pivot. N. Taylor Collins had this published in The Chicada's Cry, Sunlight on Ice, 2016. I stomp for her now as she insists on pushing up those daisies. And finally, from our own lovely Mavo Sullivan's book, Train Hurtles West. Another hot day, watering the weeds in my balcony garden. So now, a tasty morsel, work produced especially for the podcast by our own lovely community. Let's start the ball rolling with Maniko and Jim. First up, Maniko Takahashi. Mindless, silent dandelions in the name of peace. Weeds at the edge of a black sheet they live on. I've been trying the black sheet method in my garden to finally kill off a particularly virulent weed. But you know what? They are unstoppable. And this from Jim Azevedo. Filled with hope and beckoning colour, dandelion pulled from my lawn. Thanks very much to both of you for getting things going. And so to continue on with some more familiar poets. Kim Russell. 
in every hedgerow impertinent buttercups, stealers of sunshine. I just love buttercups. And I have to agree, they definitely steal the sunshine. John Hawkard again, with something new for us this time. Prognosis. Dandelion seeds spiral past her thinning hair. He's given us a great deal to think about with that verse. Robert Horobin. Summer passes, one seed at a time. Dandelion clock. If you check out the show notes and read this yourself, can you feel how the rhythm slows, particularly in the second line? Mark Gilbert. Beneath cedar chips, seeds of weeds wake from their slumbers. They always do, don't they? Catherine E. Winnick. Dandelion wish blowing wildly in the wind, given with a kiss. Catherine lives near the South Downs in England, and I can just see the young lovers blowing dandelion kisses all over the Downs. So now I'd like to introduce some new poets to the podcast. Kynwen E. Cariad Hayden. Kynwen lives in the north of England. Having retired from her work in probation and mental health services, she read for a master's degree in creative writing, graduating in 2017. She now writes poetry and short stories which have been very well received and over 200 of her poems have been published. She also works as a creative arts facilitator with hard-to-reach groups. I suspect she's as busy as she ever was. Weeds or wildflowers? In nature none are useless. Outsiders work too. Does it feel allegorical to you? Next, John McManus. I'm very familiar with John's work, so familiar that I found it hard to believe that this is the first time we've heard from him on the podcast. He's another poet who works in a caring profession, working with vulnerable adults. He tells me that he writes haiku to tell stories, not to report the weather or create a pretty painting. For him, the best haiku do exactly that. The haiku stories create a narrative for the reader to engage with and to complete to some degree. And if you like what you're about to hear, then you'll be pleased to know that he has a collection in print. It's called Inside His Time Machine. It was published in 2016 by Iron Press and is available from their website as well as multiple online stores and any bookshops that have an ordering system. So let's have a listen to some of John's work. Dandelions, the caretaker mows around them. Orphanage steps, the delicate petals of flowering weeds. Now Debbie Strange is another poet whose work is familiar to me, but is being heard on the podcast for the first time. She's written poetry and songs since childhood, and has made her home in each of the four Western Canadian provinces. She has a variety of environments to draw from, the prairie, the ocean, the mountains. Poetry of place and her affinity with nature play an integral role in much of her writing. 
she practices haiku writing daily, seeing it as meditation, a way of helping to distract her mind from physical limitations. She's a photographer and an adventurer. Her photographs of her adventures often inspiring her haiku, tanka and visual arts. She recommends the book Where the River Goes, The Nature Tradition in English Language Haiku and the website Grace Guts. That's Michael Dillon Welsh's website. It is a great resource. If you'd like to read more from her, there will of course be a link in the show notes. Autumn Wind My horse's tail scatters a thousand wishes. Art Friedin also comes from Canada. He's a professor at the University of Northern British Columbia and is very much at home in the great outdoors. This is a first for me. He tells me that in winter he snowshoes to work. Imagine that. I wonder, does anyone else do that? I know that many of us live in countries where we might have that sort of climate. I do. But you know what? I've not tried snowshoeing yet. Feeling that he needed to connect to nature in a deeper and different way from his mostly quantitative natural science research, he started writing haiku in 1997. He thinks it's made him a more creative science writer. If you'd like to read more of his haiku, he posts on Twitter. Now for a little something written for us by Art. Thick as Thieves, the Violet Mob of Thistles and now, David A. Estringill. Some of you may already know David. He's the poetry editor at Fishbowl Press, a literary magazine based out of Germany, as well as an artist-in-residence at the Elixir magazine and Cajun Mutt Press. He's yet another one of our community who is working within the caring professions, a psychotherapist and professor of social work. He truly is a busy man, isn't he? If you'd like to read more of his work, he has a recently released collection of poetry and, pro and prose called Indelible Fingerprints, and it's available on Amazon. David could be writing about my efforts at tidying up my garden. Have a listen. Object of my scorn, I salute your firm resolve with a calloused hand. Next, we welcome Richard Sharma. At the moment, Richard is on a break from work, but in the future she'd like to venture into teaching and academics. Before she started writing haiku, her poems used to be long, connecting several intuitive flashes, and she feels that she was destined to discover the Japanese poetic forms. She recommends the World Kigo database to us. It's very useful for understanding haiku and senryu, especially Kigo. And if you'd like to take a look, I'll put the link in the show notes. Here is her work. Bedrest, counting dandelions from the window. Nettle tea, overcoming the sting of setbacks. Don't you find this a calming yet positive message? Hello to Elaine Patricia Morris, another new poet for the podcast. She has been writing haiku for five or six years. And like Giddy, who we'll hear from later in the podcast, she runs a haiku-based poetry group. Hers is in Bolton in the United Kingdom. 
a place I'm very familiar with. Her group have a strapline, which I rather like. Just breathe. Find brevity. She tells me that the group would welcome new members, so if you live nearby and are interested, I'll put the Twitter handle for both Elaine and her group, Incidental Haiku, in the show notes. She too writes of nettles. Nettle rash while picking litter. No doc. Thank you to all our new poets. I look forward to hearing from you again, but now it's back to some more of our lovely regulars. Starting with M. Shane Pruitt, who takes a slightly different view of weeds. Legal weed popping up everywhere, dispensaries. And this next one, which I think can take you in a number of directions. Medusa draped in ivy. Dreadlocks. Isabel Caves gives us a verse which has a sabi quality of melancholy. Although, I can also see how it could be seen as joyful or hopeful. Chicory weeds. She plays among other unwanted things. I'm doing a special feature on Isabel's work in episode 21 of the podcast. It's a long way off, but something to look forward to. Now from Goran Gatalicha. Spring haze. The thistles stung refugees' soft feet. That's given us something to think about, hasn't it? Next, Dan Burt. Sling blade. A snake's tail wriggles into the weeds. If you were wondering what a sling blade is, it's a tool for grass cutting. At first, when I read this, I thought the whole snake was wriggling into the grass. But now, I'm not so sure. What do you think? Joan Barrett. Grandma's arms full of dandelions. Spring harvest. As so often happens with Joan's haiku, there's a little story behind the verse. When out on a jaunt, Joan's grandma would ask her husband to pull over so she could harvest the dandelion leaves and cook them for supper. I've heard of dandelion soup, and of course adding them to salads, but I've never tried it. Perhaps I'll give it a go. Garden weeds. Radiating trouble. Rumours travel fast. And lastly from Joan, this, which I initially thought was for the film podcast. Have you seen The Favourite? If not, personally I can't recommend it, but I thought the haiku might be about relationships in the film. Queen Anne's Lace Turning Blue, Summer Ritual I didn't know that you could dye this flower. I'm going to have to have a go as soon as I can find some in the hedgerows. Andy Sire. Wildflowers and weeds border manicured golf course in pleasant contrast. I've given this a lot of thought recently. Man versus nature, as you might know from the previous podcast. I think this verse sums up a little bit of what I was trying to say. What do we prefer? Neatly manicured and controlled nature or a bit of wildness? Now, 
Ernesto P. Santiago. Witchweed. I control my own world. And I am what I am, always in the wrong place, a dandelion. My husband would definitely agree with Ernesto about the dandelions. Earlier, I said Giddy Nielsen's suite would be appearing. And here she is. The first two are joyous, but the last engages us with a little bit of a sabi feel. Hardy weeds grow out of rusty tin, recycling plant. Medical research, a hunt in the outback for weeds. Left between pavers in deserted courtyard, only weeds. And now too from Ricky Rivers Jr. A slow crawl wrapping myself around beauty. Beautiful green secretly binding villainous. When I read these two, my mind went to what my mother always calls bindweed. I don't know if that's its official title. It has a beautiful white bell-like flower but it chokes everything it comes into contact with. Last year in Cambodia, I found a pink version snaking through flood water. I was very excited. My husband just thought I was tragic. The next one is from Sarah Zeman. Sarah wrote this thinking back to a visit to Sylvia Plath's grave in Heptonstall in the UK. The churchyard where she's buried had become very overgrown and the family were wading through a sea of rose bay willow herb, which was taller than her children. Visiting Plath's grave, wind-fanned rose bay willow herb, fierce and silent flames. Richard Bailey gives us these. Sir Dandelion, underappreciated, very fine as wine. Do you know, I'd forgotten you could make dandelion wine. I've never tried it. I'm quite partial to a soft drink made from dandelion and burdock, though. Crimson columbine, sought by bees and hummingbirds, meadow grandmother. I wasn't sure whether to put this one in this episode or the one about flowers, deadline for which is the 9th of September. I'll tell you why. Columbines, or as we call them here, aquilegias, are one of my favourite flowers. They're opening all round my little garden at the moment. And as I looked out the window from my studio, I noticed they're also opening in my neighbour's gardens, courtesy of me. I decided to put this verse here, because, like I say, they self-seed like mad. And although they cost a small fortune to buy at the garden centre, if, like me, you wander round the neighbourhood looking for them, you'll find them growing in many public areas. I was out on my bike yesterday looking to see if I could find any new varieties which I could return to when they're seeding and help myself. Don't worry, I never take them from other people's gardens, although my lovely aquilegias, as I've said, are quite happy to spread themselves across my neighbour's gardens. I thought I'd pop my verse in here. It seemed the right place as Richard inspired it. A robin's wing scatters the columbine seeds. 
gunshot. Now, I have to apologise to Cyril Soliman. Last month, I changed his gender. So convinced was I that he was female. Sorry, Cyril. I'm glad you've forgiven me and continued to submit. Speaking of which, here is his submission for us today. Spring's gentle cold breath upon a vivid meadow, butterflies away. Can you feel the movement in this piece? Thanks, Cyril. The first haiku from Patrick Stevens feels like a very personal one. Patrick's verses are often self-deprecating. I have always been the weed invading someone's garden, laughing in the rain. Bless. And this. Weeds. Oh, not weed. Too bad he just smoked that joint. Gardens everywhere. Can you feel the confusion? And last, but definitely not least, here's Craig Kittner with an up-to-date take on today's theme. Flower springs up. I consult Google to see if it's a weed. I have to admit, there were many submissions which sent me off to check with Google. Many thanks to everyone for their work this week. It's been a pleasure reading them. And as an added bonus, it's made me much more aware of the beauty in the wild. So much so that I'm setting aside part of what I laughingly call a lawn to allow the wildflowers and grasses to grow. The next deadline for submissions is the 10th of June and the topic is erotic or erotica. If you haven't submitted before, give it a go. You will be welcome. It's been very interesting to get a feel for the different interpretations of what erotic means. Keep the submissions flowing in and we will have a risque affair. Thanks for your company this week and thank you to everyone who has so far emailed me with their take on the essence of haiku from last time's podcast. If you haven't listened to episode 9, head over and give it a listen and let me know what you think too. I'll see you back here in two weeks, I hope. Until then... Keep writing. Don't forget, there'll be links to all the poets and their work on this week's show notes. If something's missing or incorrect, just email me and I'll sort it out. Ciao.